0: Welcome to Cut the Chaos, the podcast that teaches you to cut through the noise, take back control of your life, and create a future you love. I'm your host, professional certified coach, Sandra Jarvis. Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to Cut the Chaos, episode 101, 10 Steps to Make Your Dreams a reality. So I am super excited to be here today. The last time I recorded, it was with my husband and we talked about how coaching has changed our lives and the lives of our family. And I loved having my husband on with me to talk about those things. And so I'm going to bring him back sometime, not today, but sometime because I just love recording with him. Um, But today we're gonna talk about a couple of different things. First off, I get asked a lot what the difference between coaching and therapy is. And I think that's especially true because I kind of work in a space where most of the women who are my clients have a history of trauma. And so people wanna know, so what's the difference between you and the therapist? And how do you know if this is someone that you can help? So, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to move into these 10 steps 10 steps to make your dreams a reality, because that is what I am passionate about. I am passionate about helping you live your dreams. And so, we're going to talk a lot about this, but I want to start out by saying this. So, the difference between therapy, and coaching is a difference in the type of work that we do. So, this past week, I was actually introduced to um, a, a coach by the name of Ianla Van Zent. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Um, anyway, I was introduced to her work, and she talks a lot about the difference between healing work and growth work. And I loved this um, distinction because that is really the difference between coaching and therapy. When you go to therapy, you go there because there is something in your past that you want to heal. There's something that you want to dive into and figure out. And in some cases, depending on the type of therapy you're doing, you want to kind of recreate your memories so that you can leave the trauma behind and move forward. And that is healing work. That's the type of work that's done in therapy. Now, the type of work that's done in coaching is growth work. And growth work is what we do when we are totally functional and doing great in our lives, but we want more we want to figure out how to create our dreams. We want to live our dreams in our reality. Right. And so that's what coaches do. Coaches help you decide what your dreams are, and then they help you figure out how you can create those things. And so I think it's super important to recognize that distinction. And actually I think it's really powerful to recognize that distinction too, because if you go to a coach who, um, is not trained in helping you heal your trauma and you want to dive into the trauma and the history of your trauma, then you're not going to get nearly as far as you would with a therapist. But if you go to a coach to help you move forward in the future, They can take you a long ways. So, I will tell you for 15 years, I was doing healing work. And honestly, I didn't know that there was any other type of work to do. I thought that therapy was my only choice for mental health. And so, I went to counseling and I dove into my trauma and I did a whole bunch of work to heal. And then I went back to my life. And within a couple of years, I had fallen back into my old habits and I ended up finding another counselor and we dove back into my trauma and I did that work. And then I went back to my life and a few years down the road, (laughs) I had fallen back into the old habits again. And I found another counselor and they very willingly took me back into my trauma And this cycle continued over and over for more than 15 years. And the problem with that (laughs) is that I had already dove into my trauma so many times. I didn't need to focus on my trauma anymore. I hadn't been taught the power that I had inside myself to actually change the way that I perceived the world. And so when I found coaching in 2017, that is what changed my life. I believe in therapy. I believe there's a place for therapy. I believe that when you have severe trauma, especially the type of traumas I had, that you need therapy in order to get through those things. But I will tell you that for moving forward, coaching is much more powerful it is a much more powerful medium for creating your dreams. It's a much more powerful medium for moving you forward. It's a much more powerful medium for teaching you how to live a life that you love. And so I didn't know I had a choice. I literally didn't know there was another mental health option available to me. I thought the counseling was it, the therapy was it. And so I just kept going back there. It's not it. And in fact, coaching, I think for people who are doing well, who are functioning, coaching is much more powerful than counseling. So just think about that. Now, the thing is, I don't regret the time I spent in therapy, in therapy, but once I found coaching, I moved away from the trauma that I had been reprocessing over and over and over. And I discovered all kinds of things about myself that I didn't know before. And so I, I found this power within me that gave me the strength to create all kinds of amazing things to actually start dreaming and to dream big (laughs) And that was what really changed my life. And so today I want to talk to you about the way that I changed those things. I want to talk to you about the steps that I have taken and that I continue to take to make my dreams a reality. Now, as I said, I don't regret the time that I spent in therapy. And I found this quote by Ianla Van Zent. I believe is how you say her name. Um, and I really liked it. She says, everything you've done and been through is valuable and important in order to be who you are, to be, to know what, you know, to be where you are in this moment, you needed to go through what you went through. And so I think that that's true. I think that I needed to go through 15 years of therapy. I think that I needed to have Refining experiences that helped me get to a point where I could really appreciate the coaching and what the coaching has given me. And so now that I know coaching exists, I am all in for creating my dreams. Now that I know that I have an option to create a life that I love, I am all for it. And so today I'm going to share with you these 10 steps that can make your dreams a reality too. And step number one is do your healing work (laughs) because the truth is that healing work is important. And until you've done that work, you can't really move on and start growing. You have to leave that trauma behind. You have to heal your inner child. You have to be able to focus on the future and not get dragged back into the past. And so that's step number one for making your dreams come true. It's do your healing work. All right. I talked a lot about this in, um, a, in my mid day message on Instagram yesterday. So if you want to go over to my Instagram account, which is the crazy life coach, then you can hear that live. It was, I don't know, about 12 or 14 minutes long, but I talk a lot about healing work and doing your healing work. And so check it out over at the crazy life coach on Instagram, okay? But that's the first step is to do that healing work. The second step is to get clarity about your dreams. And I think this is really important Because sometimes we don't really have any idea what we're dreaming about, right? Especially for moms who put off their own dreams so that they could become mothers and raise their children. Often we have completely lost ourselves in that identity of mother. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you lost yourself in the identity of mother because you wanted to, then fantastic, But now, if your kids are grown or they're old enough that they can take care of themselves and you're ready to reconnect to your passions, that's what this is about. And so, getting clarity, I would say, you know, ask yourself some questions because it's very easy to lose yourself in motherhood because you're being challenged in different ways, you know. So, motherhood for me, motherhood challenged my patience every day. (laughs) Motherhood also challenged my ability to function on very little sleep. (laughs) Right. And motherhood challenged my um, organizational skills. It challenged to keep me, it was a challenge to keep everything running and to keep everything going to um make sure schedules were good and to make sure that the kids were at their lessons and their practices and doing their practicing and going to all of the concerts and sporting events and all of those things and so motherhood is a challenge but it challenges you in different ways it didn't challenge my brain <laughs> and honestly there were times as a mom that i felt like my brain was going to turn to mush and so I stayed at home for 25 years, raising my five children. And by the time my kids were old enough to fend for themselves so that I could do something for me, I didn't even know what my dreams were anymore. So you have to ask yourself some questions and try and figure that out. So here's some thoughts for you. Ask yourself, what did you dream of doing when you were young? That's an interesting question. What were your dreams before you became a mom? Because maybe they're still the same. What fueled that dream? What fueled those dreams that you had before you became a mother? Um, What are you passionate about today? And what do you love doing that doesn't feel like work? So maybe you love to craft. Maybe you love to sew or to quilt or to crochet. Maybe you love writing or maybe you love speaking or serving or caring for people who are sick maybe you love teaching maybe you love reading maybe you love taking care of kids who knows but think yourself think to yourself you know what do you love what are you passionate about what do you do that doesn't feel like work to you and then see how that thing could become a career or a hobby or a side gig. And would that be fulfilling to you? So in the end, you just kind of have to pick something. That's what it actually comes down to is just deciding to decide. So don't be held back because you have too many dreams because there's all these dreams out there that you haven't, you know, realized yet, and you don't know what to choose because there's plenty of time for you to create your dreams. And so just pick one. Decide which one you want to work towards. Which one makes you the most excited? Which one feels doable? Or maybe pick the one that makes you terrified because that's that's a great one to make you grow, right? So pick a dream. Just pick one. Get clarity on what you want to do. Don't allow yourself to spin in indecision and just go for it. All right. So that's step number two, get clarity about your dreams. Step number three is create a plan. So once you've gotten clear on what your dream is, then you've got to create a plan. Now, there are lots of ways to plan. You can do a Google search on goal planning, and probably you'll come up with hundreds of free downloads that will help you map out your dreams. (laughs) Okay. So there you go. If you don't know how to plan goals, then there you go. Just go Google it and see what you come up with. Um, Brenda Burchard is someone who I love to follow. And he says that any goal can be broken down into five major steps. And then each of those steps has lots of little parts that go with them. So he talks about them in buckets. So you've got a big goal and you divide it into five buckets and each of the buckets is full of tasks. And so think about that. Maybe that's where you start. Maybe you take your big goal, your big dream, and you divide it into five things and then take each of those five things and figure out what you have to do to, to make that thing happen and just get going on it. Um, I think that the most important thing about creating a plan is writing it down. Because when you don't write down your goals, when you don't write down your dreams, when you don't write down your plans, then really you're just wishing. You're wishing and hoping that it will come true. But it may not if you never write it down, if you never create a plan So I'm going to be going into a lot more detail about planning today. Today is Tuesday, February 15th. And so I'm going to go into a lot of detail in the midday message um, on Instagram. And so if you're interested in learning more about how you might be able to plan better for your goals, then join me today at noon on Instagram or go back to my Instagram account, which is the crazy life coach and look for the live video from February 15th. And you can learn all about how I do my personal goal planning. All right. So that's step number three, create a plan. Step number four, this is a big one. Show up with confidence. (laughs) So this is where coaching really is helpful. I'll just be honest. Confidence is different than self-confidence. Okay. But both of them are important when you are trying to create your dreams, when you're trying to make your dreams a reality, it's important to have both of them because confidence comes from your belief in your ability. So for instance, I have played the violin for more than 45 years. I am very confident in my abilities on the violin. That is confidence. I know I can do it. All of us are, we all know how to feed ourselves. We're all very confident when it comes to feeding ourselves, right? We have done it over and over again, and we know we can do it. So that is confidence. Self-confidence comes from, from a different place, all right? Self-confidence comes from three different elements. I've talked about these on the podcast before, and I'm actually going to do a live Instagram video tomorrow. So Wednesday, February 16th at noon, talking about these in greater detail, but they are these three things. Number one is trusting in yourself and your ability to do what you say you're going to do, right? In order to have self-confidence, you have to trust you. You have to know that you are going to follow through on your word and you're going to follow through on your word to yourself because the truth is that is the most important word that you can follow through on. If you can't trust yourself, if you don't follow through on the things that you say you're going to do for you, you'll never get anywhere ever. Your dreams will never become a reality. You have to decide that you're willing to do whatever you say you're going to do so that as you plan for your goals and as you plan for your dreams, you'll know that you're not just wasting your time. You'll know that you are planning something that's going to happen. All right. So that's the first part of self confidence, trusting yourself to do what you say you're going to do. The second part, is knowing that you can feel any feeling and not be harmed by it. Now, I had a client the other day that I was talking to, and I said this to her, and she said, well, you can't be harmed by any of the ones except the ones that hurt. (laughs) But that's not true. Because you can feel internal pain, but it doesn't have any long-lasting effects unless you let it. All right? So think about it. Sadness. Many of us don't like to feel sadness. But is sadness bad? Does sadness hurt us? Does it cause long lasting damage? What about anger? Anger is a super powerful emotion, and many of us don't like to feel anger. But why? Is there a place for anger? Is it possible that anger is a valid emotion? What about disappointment or failure or, I don't know, any of a million different emotions that are out there that we don't like to feel. And so we buffer against them. And what I mean by that is that we like to do other activities that distract us from our feelings rather than just processing through those emotions and allowing them to be. So. This is, we're going to talk a lot about feelings a little later, but what I want you to recognize is that in order to show up confidently, you have to believe that you can handle any emotion and that it's not going to harm you. So self-confidence, trust in yourself that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And... Um. The thing I just said, and knowing that you can feel any feeling and not be harmed by it. All right. Then the third part of self-confidence is having a high opinion of yourself and of humanity. All right. So the reason that's so important is because it is the difference between arrogance and self-confidence. A person who is arrogant believes they are the bomb, right? They are better than everyone else. A person who is self-confident believes that we are all perfect, that we are all amazing. And there's there's no judgment because we're just all good. So those are the three parts of confidence. And as I said, if you want to hear more about confidence, about self-confidence and how to create that, then tune into the live midday message tomorrow on the crazy life coach on Instagram. And we're going to go deep dive into self confidence because this is my jam. I love helping women see themselves as the strong, capable, worthy women that they are. And so tune in to that live tomorrow at noon. So that's number four. Four is show up with confidence. You have to have confidence in order to reach your goals and your dreams. Number five is manage your thoughts. So, thoughts are literally the powerhouse of our lives. This is where everything starts. So our thoughts trigger feelings, our feelings drive our actions and our actions create results. And those results are the life you're currently living. And so when you change your thoughts, you literally change your life, right? Now It's easier said than done. I'll admit that, but it is definitely possible. And you have total control over whether or not you keep thoughts around. You have control over your brain. So your brain may be offering up thoughts automatically that are totally unuseful, but you always have a choice about how you're going to react to them and whether or not you're going to keep them around. You get to choose. So it's, extremely important for you to remember and to recognize that you always have a choice. I had a client that I was working with recently, who is a young mom with three kids. And um, she loved to tell herself that she was not productive. (laughs) And I really worked with her on recognizing that she could totally choose to believe that. Like go for it. Believe you're not productive, but let's talk about what you do every day as the mother of three young children. All right. So her oldest was in kindergarten and then she had, I think a two-year-old and a newborn and she was working constantly keeping these three kids just going, right? She was getting her, her oldest to and from school, And making sure that he did all of the homework and the things that he needed to do. She was taking care of two babies, changing diapers constantly, feeding them every couple of hours. She was nursing. She was cleaning her house and doing the laundry and the dishes. And she was bathing the kids. And she was doing all of this stuff on top of trying to take care of herself. And the thing I wanted her to see was that she absolutely had the choice to believe that she was not productive. She also had the choice to believe that she was totally productive. And when she recognized that it changed the way that she felt about herself. It changed the way that she showed up for her family. It changed everything because she got to choose how she was going to think about her life. And it was a powerful shift. So that's number five, manage your thoughts. You always have a choice about what you're thinking. You get to decide. All right. Number six is feel the feels. (laughs) Now our feelings are just vibrations that are caused in our bodies. Whenever our, our brain releases a hormone and, um, And those are triggered by our thoughts, right? Okay. So the hormone releases in our body are triggered by our thoughts. So you literally feel your feelings. All right. So, because they're a hormone release that causes a vibration. And so I want you to think about it for a minute. Like, where do you feel sadness? Do you feel it in your head? Do you feel it in your chest? Do you feel it in your stomach? Where do you feel joy? Joy is usually a more heady emotion. And so you feel it higher up in your body. What about anger? For me, anger, it hits me solid in the chest, man. It's like a punch in the chest. It is just right there. What about fear or frustration or happiness or contentment or loneliness? You feel all of those things, literally feel them in your body and they are powerful. But as I said before, they can't hurt you. So our feelings are designed as kind of a warning system to let us know what's going on in our lives, right? So our brain gets these thoughts and the thoughts trigger feelings, which tend to make us stop. Because honestly, we have so many thoughts going through our head all day long that we don't even notice them a lot of the time. But feelings feelings will stop us in our tracks. And what's really important to recognize is that your feelings can't hurt you, but it is your feelings that drive all your actions. So we don't want to be living our lives as slaves to our feelings. Because if we do that, we're always going to be afraid. We're always going to be scared. We're always going to be shutting them down. Instead we want to live our lives accepting our feelings, incorporating our feelings, processing our feelings, allowing our feelings, because it is those feelings that drive us to take action. Every action you take is the result of a feeling that you either feel or that you want to feel. And so shutting down your feelings is not good because it means that you will no longer take the actions required to make your dreams a reality. So recognize that. And then recognize number seven is that you have to take massive action. Massive action is a requirement to experience growth. Massive action is how we make our dreams a reality. Everything else behind that, everything I've talked to you about those are all driving forces to get you to this place of taking action. But if you don't take action, none of the rest of it matters. You have to be willing to put yourself out. You have to be willing to get uncomfortable. You have to be willing to do hard things, and you have to be willing to fail. That is the path to success. And so we're going to I'm going to do another live video on Instagram, and I'm going to talk in depth about massive action. And that will happen on Thursday, February 17th. So you can head over there and listen to it live at noon on February 17th, or you can go to my account, the crazy life coach on Instagram, and you can watch the, the video. You'll just have to look for the video that's on the 17th, but We're going to talk a lot about massive action, about how to take massive action and why it is so important, but here's the, the gist of it, the, the meat of it, right? Massive action is the path to success. That's it. You have to take massive action. You have to decide that you're willing to put yourself in harm's way. You have to decide that you're willing to fail. And take that action and just do it. So that's number seven, take massive action. Number eight is evaluate your progress. And this is super important. So you need to decide in advance on a timeline for evaluating. So maybe you want to do it daily, the end of every day, who knows? Or maybe you want to do it weekly. There are a lot of people like to... Plan their week on Monday and then evaluate it on Friday. It's a great way to do it. Um, Maybe you just want to do it quarterly. Choose quarterly goals that you can work toward and then evaluate at the end of the quarter. It doesn't really matter, but you need a way to look at your wins and your losses to decide if what you're doing is actually putting you on the path to creating dreams, right? To making those dreams a reality. So in your evaluation, you want to ask yourself things like, did you reach the goals that you set for the timeframe that you were tracking? Did you reach them? Simple yes or no. Then why? Why or why not? Why did you reach them? Why didn't you reach them? What could you have done better or differently? And um, maybe make a list of the failures and what you learned from them. And then track your wins too, because we're going to talk more about wins in a minute. When you work with me as your coach, I have systems and habit trackers to help you track your progress on goals. And it doesn't necessarily matter what system you use as long as it works for you. But evaluating is really important. It's where you take the time to regroup and to make changes and to make sure that you're on track to reach your goal. When um, Well, that's it. Yeah. So you're on track to reach your goals. So choose a system and start evaluating. That's super important. Then number nine is to reflect on your growth. And this one is part of your evaluation process, but I want you to, to make a special effort to reflect on the areas that you've grown. I want you to celebrate your wins. I want you to recognize that even if you're not to your goal yet, every time you take a step forward, it is worth celebrating and recognizing how far you've come and then allowing every inch of the progress you make to count. Don't be stingy, celebrate it all (laughs) because celebrating is what reinforces in your brain that you're doing this, that you, you're doing something good and worthwhile and worthy. So celebrate a lot. That's my, um, my advice for you with that. So that's number nine is reflect on your growth and celebrate. And then number 10 is to repeat the process until your dreams become a reality. So go back to the beginning, because I promise that if you go through this process, you're going to uncover healing work that needs to be done. And each time you do this, the healing work will be a little less, but there's still going to be healing work. There's still going to be triggers that come up. There's still going to be thoughts and things that kept you, held you back that came from the trauma of your past. Now, you don't always have to go to a counselor for that. Many times, if it's just a small thing, then you can totally work with a coach who can help you see your thinking, see your thoughts and and shift that, shift that perspective. And so you can totally do that, but you're going to want to repeat this process as many times as it takes to create your dreams. So I just want to share with you, I have had several clients who we have worked really hard on making their dreams a reality. And I would love to share all of their stories with you because there's some pretty amazing ones. Um, But the one that I'm going to tell you about is we're going to call her uh, Brenda. (laughs) And Brenda came to me, she had a master's degree in psychology, and she had never done anything with it. And she really wanted to become a therapist. She was scared. She'd been out of school for 10 years. She wasn't certified with the board. She wasn't sure how she was going to make this happen. She had two kids and a husband who was very busy. And she didn't know what she was going to do. But she really wanted this dream. And so together, we broke it down. We broke it down step-by-step what she had to do to make this a reality, what she had to do to get her certification, and then what she had to do to finish up some education pieces that she had missed along the way, and then what she had to do to actually start applying for internships, and what she needed to do to get a job. And you know what? We worked together for about a year, and she did it. (laughs) today she is working as a therapist and it was such an amazing thing for her. She was so excited. She went from being terrified to thrilled to be living this dream. And that can happen for you too. I had another client who came to me who wanted to write a book and she had wanted to write a book since she was a little girl. Well, guess what? I wrote a book too. And so I helped her because I know the mental drama that goes along with writing a book, (laughs) especially if you're going to write a memoir and tell your personal story. And so we worked together to create a, a writing schedule. And I helped her flesh out her ideas so that she could come up with an outline. And then I helped keep her brain in check when she started feeling like she couldn't do it, because that is inevitable. And I want you to recognize that when you decide to change your life, when you decide it's time to leave the healing work behind and start growing, when you decide to go after your dreams, then watch out. Because that is when the drama sets in. (laughs) But I want you to know that that's what I'm really good at. I'm really good at helping my clients change the negative self-talk in their head. I am super good at helping them create self-confidence. I am really, really skilled at helping you raise your energy so that you can get things done. And I can teach you all of the things that you need to know about your brain so that your brain is in the best possible condition to make your dreams a reality. So. Those are the 10 steps to making your dreams a reality. And if you are interested in going through these and you want to do it with a coach, then I invite you to schedule a consult with me so that we can discuss what your dreams are. And maybe we'll walk through this process together, walk through these 10 steps together over and over until that dream becomes your reality. I would be honored to be your coach. And I would love to help you tame the demons that have held you back and kept you from reaching this dream to this point. Maybe it's just a matter of getting rid of some of the negative self-talk and replacing it with empowering messages. And that's what I do every day. So if you are a mom who put off your dreams so that you could become a mother, but now you are ready to reconnect to your passion and start making your dreams a reality, I've got you, I am here for you. So the link is in the show notes for my calendar, schedule a free consult. I would love to chat and show you how we can make this happen. I also have a retreat coming up in April. It's called the harmonized women's retreat. And we are going to be doing a lot of mental work to help you cut through the chaos in your mind, so that you can create the harmony you need to work on your dreams. Because let's face it, it is the chaos in your brain that's causing all of the drama in your life. That's just the truth. So head over to Sandra Jarvis harmonize dash retreat, and you can get all the details there. Today, you can actually get $200 off of the price of the retreat. That is only until midnight on February 15th, 2022. So hopefully you're listening to this today, but you are able to take advantage of the early bird special until midnight tonight. This is actually my self-love Valentine's day special. And I brought back the early bird special for those of you who may have missed it. So head over there, sandrajarviscoaching.com slash harmonized dash retreat. Okay. Thank you for joining me today. This has been so much fun. Um, Just remember 10 steps. There are 10 steps for creating your dreams. And I am here to help you walk through every one of those. Have a fabulous day, everybody. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for being here today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow, rate, and review to help me get the word out. And if you really enjoyed this episode, grab a screenshot and share it on social media. Thanks again for spending a few minutes in my world.